Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Uh, pretty good, other than the fact that right as you asked that question, it blew my mind that the number one fantasy person last week was Tyler Huntley. Okay, um, that was a thing that I was unaware of. Okay, I'm doing good. My mind's blown. I'm just trying to recover mentally and emotionally right now from, from learning that fact. Um, pretty good, driving all night, just walked in here just ready to do this yeah don't you know baltimore just generates system quarterbacks he had six more points than anybody else <laughs> quarterback like wasn't even a small margin like man two rushing touch well i guess that this doesn't include the monday night games that literally just finished but yeah uh, or correction oh. tuesday night games that just <laughs> yeah, finished. tuesday night games oh my gosh forgot day which was. way is up i don't know yeah uh, uh hurts probably had a pretty good day since he had two rushing touchdowns i know but man. yeah how about you oh solid um got one side of the family a holiday party done and it was fun it's just it goes by so much quicker when like all the nieces and nephews are like teenage college age and then there's my kids and they're like playing with their little hot wheels that they got so it's like it's just a different vibe but it's still fun but it's just like it's crazy how it's evolved over the last like eight nine years but uh still a good time and uh my father-in-law had to wear a wshu shirt because wshu won the apple cup so that was enjoyable i got a picture Um, there you go there you go but yeah i I had to make sure i had a big enough shirt because kind of how long how long have you and your wife been together because like he probably hasn't had to make do that very often <laughs> right i i've only selectively bet with him a couple times when i thought the apple <laughs> cup would be close okay yeah the mint so, year probably yeah i've i've yeah. worn a uw shirt twice and he's worn the dub shoe now now uh oh. twice oh so you're pretty good at betting okay yeah okay. i've been very selective <laughs> very selective <laughs> mike leach is your coach you're just not betting on wc yeah, yeah when they were like hey the last time WCU won an apple cup in seattle was you know i think it was like 2008 and i thought i was like i was at that you're, one you were you were we were in college still <laughs> <laughs> i was in the end zone next to some random girl who was just I think she was lost. She she needed a GPS. She was just like, oh, but uh, <laughs> you know who has a GPS though? It's Santa. And so going into the dad joke of the week, how much do you think Santa has to pay for parking his sleigh? Nothing. It's on the house. A good one. That's a good one. It's like, a really yeah. good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I, uh, I don't know if that's a dad joke. That's just a solid joke all around. Like, it's clever. It's fun. That's it's a good double one. entendre there at the on the house on the house. That's good. Um, very well written. Shout out to a Twitter uh, dad jokes handle. There, there you go. But we're gonna recap week fifteen. Crazy stretched out long football week it was, and. There's a few injuries and then quote unquote COVID is taking over and jeopardizing week 16. So um, I guess it'll get to some injuries. What are you seeing, Sean? I, I guess, let's, yeah, let's just do injuries because COVID and by the time we're recording, I, I don't, I can't even begin to speculate who or what will happen with that. So 
we're just going to do injuries. Um, again, more Trey Sermon designated return from IR. I would say you're clear. It's the 49er backfield. I've talked about it before. I don't like any part of that. I'm going to quickly gun glance over that one. Leonard Fournette is, quote, likely to land on the IR. Now, IR is three weeks. That would mean end of the season. So um, that means drop him. Uh, I do know that Le'Veon Bell just got signed by Leonard Fournette. I would slow the roll on that one. We'll get to that later. Um, some other people. Uh, Julio Jones, again, did not practice. Um, even if he is back, I, I don't even know what that team looks like anymore. That team looks lost without Julio and A.J. Brown. So if they do come back, I don't I, – it's going to take a little bit, I think, to get that rhythm again. And then the big blow, Chris Godwin, ACL, done on done for the year. That was a, that was a bummer. That was a bummer. Playing on the one year deal too towards ACL. Yeah, because I remember seeing some people like, "Oh, where do you think he'll end up next year?" And I was like, "Oh man, like what are we doing?" And talking yeah. about that in season, and then yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that happens. Um, other than that, I'm seeing a lot of COVID, so just be aware and uh, try to follow along. And I mean, like right off the bat, I see Cole Beasley; he's going to be out for ten days, so he'll miss Week 16. But otherwise, like Kelsey and Hill, um, I think Kelsey it was reported that he has a vaccine. But I mean, you're just really going to have to do your homework because I'm not going to read off all these COVID. Like it's very prevalent. The NHL pushed their season. So I, I think we saw what just Monday, 75 people. So and that's just one day. I don't even know what it's been like today. So, yeah, what JG saying, it's. This could be outdated in an hour. Yeah. So just trying to stay neutral, state the facts. It seems more asymptomatic, but I just, I don't want to really get into it. Um, I'm trying to find anyone else. Oh, uh, Adam um, Thielen was inactive for Monday night, actual Monday night. Um, the, I, I He was game time. So hopefully that leads to like him probably playing. Uh, next week but again that is definitely one to monitor um with the vikings and uh they look like they need a little bit of adam Thielen in their life right now but uh yeah that's uh that's another i guess non-covid one the only other one that i see of any real relevance i guess i, I know you were talking about aj brown is designated to return from ir as well with julio but those those two you're gonna play them probably but just be wary um, oh, Mike Evans, week to week, strained hammy. The whole Kansas um, City team, Butker even, I just noticed. Yeah. Butker. God, just scrolling, there's so much COVID. Um, Hurts. Uh, hey, ankle. Oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> didn't carry an injury designation in week 15. Hurts? He played, didn't he? Oh, yeah, we're getting into, like, December 20th news. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how much the COVID's going on. Holy cow. Yeah, they're just scrolling. So let, let, let's just skip all that because it's it's just, yeah. Um, oh, and, and uh, shout out to Teddy Bridgewater. That was, um, yeah, that was pretty scary. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he's doing well. Haven't seen a, a complete I, update, but he was yeah. released from the hospital at least. So that's that's good. So there's only only so much wrong that could be if they release him a day later. So mm -hmm. that's that's good. Um, so let's see here. QBs, um, yeah, blew my mind. Tyler, 
Hundley, uh, 36 in or against Green Bay. Um, two rushing touchdowns. I didn't get a chance to really pay too much close attention to this since I was, was working again that day. The life of a trauma rep during the winter and snowing. Um, so that was a uh, that was interesting. But they, it was I found it the most interesting was they didn't really adjust the offense. They let him run 13 times. Wow. So it wasn't even really through the air that made all these points. So uh, I, I think if Hunley still plays the next couple of weeks, he's still got some, uh, he needs to be rostered, honestly. Like that was a pretty solid day. And he's got Cincinnati and, and the Rams coming up. So I think they're showing that they're going to let him run. And that's where he's going to get a lot of his fantasy points. 73 yards, two touchdowns on the ground alone. Yeah, definitely in the, at the quarterback position um he's he's proven it and uh, that's a good that was a good game against green bay close and probably another potentially close game with uh, cincinnati um at cincinnati up, up next so um definitely i would just i mean at least a waiver like no one's gonna rock the boat look quite like that especially that type of quarterback um and like we joked, you know, in that system. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton, though, he has a touchdown in rushing in five straight games, is it, since he's been back? I yeah, mean, I mean, he's a great running back that has quarterback eligibility. <laughs> yeah. But, like, again, those rushing touchdowns are worth more than those passing touchdowns. So anybody who gets rushing touchdowns in 70 rushing yards, he, he was a third, again, minus the four quarterbacks that played tonight on Tuesday. The third – because the third highest point getter. So, you know, more than Justin Herbert, more than Aaron Rodgers, more than Josh Allen. So he threw for 156 yards, but it's all about those rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, man. And if he's going to keep getting rushing touchdowns, he's going to keep being that valuable. Slightly tougher matchup, I would guess, against Tampa Bay's D-line. Yeah, um, but, but still of, the floor. Yeah, most of those are, though, like, goal line runs anyways. And I don't – you know, I get that Tampa Bay is, like, super good against the goal line or against, like, rushing. But Cam Newton's – people aren't built like Cam Newton on the goal line, you know, 6'5", 255. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, that's just not going to happen. He is hard, he is a big fella. He is hard to bring down. He is rostered in only 22% of leagues. Again, you need a guy that's that – him or – if Lamar continues to be out, those those two, I, I would say, are the two guys to really target this week. Yeah, agreed. I mean, other other than that, it's it's not really ideal matchups for the lower rostered quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and like you said last week, though, I mean, Garoppolo, Garoppolo looks like he has a nice matchup, and that's the that's the Thursday game is San Francisco at Tennessee. Um, but other, otherwise, I mean, not too many big name quarterbacks as of right now are affected by the COVID. Um, but, um, definitely some, some, uh, that, and that's like, well, like I was saying last week, I liked Jimmy and Jimmy was really efficient, like more than 10 yards per attempt, a touchdown. The problem was, what is kind of like, you know, when you have a good matchup, so what you're kind of worried about is that game got out of hand kind of quick and then they didn't need to throw. And that's kind of what hurt Jimmy's like fantasy 
was that's the fine line you play is like, well, it's a good matchup, but like, is it too good of a matchup? And unfortunately last week for Jimmy, it was too good of a matchup against Atlanta. But I still think, yeah, like JT saying, Tennessee, with not having much of an offense, they're going to be on defense a lot. And I, I think with the 49ers getting their guys healthy, getting those two receivers, getting Kittle, like I still think Jimmy's got some like fantasy pop in him. Like just hopefully it doesn't get out of hand like it did this last week. And I think Tennessee being better than Atlanta, I think it'll be a closer game. They'll they'll throw in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But he, even then he's rostered 40%. I mean, you know. Yeah, and like thinking of that game, I'm thinking of, of Debo. Like, how come he doesn't have running back eligibility by now? Come on, he literally <laughs> yeah, Yahoo, lined Yahoo up. Usually, Yahoo just throws around eligibility. I don't know why. Like, they're so nitpicky in football versus Yahoo. They're like, you thought about playing catcher one time, catcher. <laughs> but we should switch to wide receivers. Let's do it. Speaking do of it. Debo. No, he's a running back. You just you just made the case that he's a running back. I don't understand. Oh, thinking. you went to running backs? Sorry, I don't want to confuse. <laughs> no, anyone. no, no, no. You just made the case for being a running back. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we're drafting running backs slash wide receivers. Do you want Patterson or Debo? Because that's it. Man, man, looking at here at Debo, he's nice. Uh, what do you think of? Uh, um, what do you think of? Um, sorry, I got a little distracted. Josh Reynolds from Detroit. Can after after the bye week, getting an average of about five and a half targets a game. Getting a getting about sixty ish, sixty five yards. I mean that's. He's only rostered in ten percent of leagues. Like there's some guys who like Adam Thielen was hurt this week. He you know he dropped what sixteen fantasy points like. He just didn't get a lot of work in uh, for Tennessee with all that was happening. But with, you know, with Detroit, he's kind of made a little bit of a run at this. What do you think, JT? I mean, I like it. I mean, obviously um, a name that's probably familiar. I mean, he is a, a former Rams teammate with Goff, has that rapport. Um, Hawkinson, Hawkinson's out for the year, so there's targets to go around. Um Amon Ross St. Brown, again, excellent name, um, but he's been he's been double digit targets um, last two weeks, and so I mean, there's there's upside to Reynolds, and it it really does play well. That I mean, the, the Lions need to pass to win. Um, they ironically have two wins in the last three weeks, just, you know, cutting it that way. And but, it's weird they, they throw up more than winning more games. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but I mean, they could be in a, a fun shootout in Atlanta in a dome. I mean, that's, that could be worthy of a flex depending on like what you're dealing with. Um, it, it, it could be a savvy pickup. Um, you don't have to go out of your way to spend a waiver. I mean, only 10% rostered, but that I think that's a good call, Sean. Yeah, I was gonna say like, uh, you're. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say like you. You didn't mention it, but yeah, at the end you did thirty percent rostered for St. Brown and Josh Reynolds. Only ten percent. Like again, there's a lot of injuries, a lot of like COVID things coming up. 
snag these guys now because they might be gone sooner rather than later. Like, and again, they're like Detroit's throwing the ball. These guys are catching balls. Like Josh Reynolds is a, basically a freebie. No one's going to be like jumping a bunch of waiver dollars on him or setting huge priorities. And he's averaging these last four since the bye week he's averaging about 10 points a game and 10 points a game in, in the playoffs and a guy that you, you know, filling in for somebody else who's hurt or, you know, something else is happening. Like that's big. Like that's huge. Like I could have used that this week. I would have probably won a week if I had played, if I had picked him up last week. Like I, 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 it cost me a week and I looked at him last week and I was like, I should have done it. And I didn't do it. And I played, had to roll with Thielen on Monday night and he didn't play and I got zero. So there's all these stupid, will they, won't they games. (laughs) So Yeah. Yeah. Here's a nice stat though, to wrap up St. Brown. Uh, fifth most targets over the last four weeks. Yeah, for wide receivers. Clearly, St. Brown's probably the one to own. Uh, he is a roster. He's more rostered than than uh, Reynolds, but because yeah, double like you said, double digit targets, just like getting fed. Uh, but yeah, they're both. I mean, the last three weeks, he's averaging about sixteen points ish a game, and Reynolds is averaging about ten, ten and a half. So, double digit two guys. And again, they're going to be throwing a lot because they don't, they're not going to do anything else. So, and uh, Russell Gage, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, rostered only 50% uh, went off 11 target, 11 targets, eight catches, 90 yards on a touchdown last four weeks. You know, we're looking at 16, 15 average um, with how that team's going with Ridley and uh, then focusing on, on the big boy, the big fella. Gage kind of looks like the guy or the other guy, you know, opposite the double teaming. So I don't know. I'm, I'm Those are, the, I think those are kind of the three guys I would really target. I know Zay Jones got a bunch of targets this week, but I just don't, he hasn't done much with his targets recently to like really warrant. I think a lot of look. Agreed. Yeah. I think those are the three guys I'm kind of, kind of high on at the wide receiver position for this upcoming week. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, this sorting by transaction trends. And it's just all the Tuesday night pickups that people are, are trying to like, like Freddie Swain's the number two pay. Oh, it's just for today. Yeah. <laughs> so, everything's upside down sometimes. Yeah. yeah I was like, no, gross. Um, Robert Woods is like the 10th most picked up person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's good for wide receivers. I think that's that's got to be, I'd be looking at. So, um, more some more Debo Samuel's at running back. Let's see what we got here. Um, Duke Johnson. I I saw highlights of this Duke Johnson game, and he actually looked really good. Like he looked good, and it like terrified me. I was like, Duke Johnson, he hasn't done anything. No way. So. I'm, I wouldn't go waiver wire hunting for Duke Johnson, but like I said, the way it looked, like it wasn't just that like he got the points. He looked like an efficient running back. And they looked like good runs. And that's something that I think largely can be duplicated. Um, the Saints is a good rush defense. Probably not starting him this week but he's worth like a if waivers process and you need a guy maybe stashing him a little bit see how much run he gets at the starting position in Miami because they they fed him 22 times so yeah 
I mean, again, not a waiver could... wire, guy, not a waiver wire guy, but if he clears waivers and someone's not super desperate, or think... if you're doing like a, if you're doing like a fab league, like you could throw a couple bucks at him. Yeah, but if it's just straight up waivers, I'm not spending my waivers on him. I think a bench stash with yeah. him having a Monday night game, and you have maybe a running back that you're iffy on or COVID or injury or something, and say it's COVID and it's like kind of up until the last, you know, evening before, at least you have someone like Duke Johnson stashed on your bench and he has the, the Monday night game. So you can always swap him out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, might be the savvy way to go about it. Um, weirdly, Detroit, anything you know about this Craig Reynolds guy? Craig Reynolds? Yeah. Um, I, I saw him look really good, too. Um, they were really good runs, too, like a lot of it against Arizona's defense. Like, that's no joke. Um, and he's coming against Atlanta, Seattle the next two weeks. My only issue is, like, how much of a run does he get? I think he should get more. But I don't – that you know, he, that isn't necessarily how coaches operate in the NFL or other sports. So, um, I know Swift has the shoulder injury and Williams has COVID. And if they both come back, I think he just gets buried, unfortunately. But he looks so efficient, too. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm a guy, I'm like, look, my season's shot. Let's see what this guy's got. That's kind of would be my mentality. But kind of the same thing, JT, he'd be low. He's just a lower version of Duke Johnson for me because there's just nothing in Miami, really. So Miami's clearly would be more likely, I think, to give Duke a shot than than Craig Reynolds a shot. But same thing, like if they give him a shot, he's worth like a a stash. I mean, again, you're looking for any boomer bus guy. And if this guy suddenly just starts taking 24 carries or 26 carries, it's huge, but don't, don't break the bank for him. But yeah, like, and I need to be out for this guy if waivers clears, or if like you throw like four or five bucks at him in, in a fab or something like that. One of those two needs to happen. Yeah. One name I have flipped and flopped on all season, Devin Singletary, but coming out of the Carolina game, he looks like he's the one a capital a. Like it's still kind of a, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just one of those things, do you, you know, defense for offense. Do you bench him? But yeah, at least he won't, someone else won't beat you with him. He has two weeks of over 12 fantasy points all year. It's right? just, and four weeks over 10. Like four weeks over nine and a half. Let's put it that way. Like, I just don't trust the Bills because the Bills are so pass-heavy and Josh Allen runs so much that he's just their offense. And they've just – they're so willing to just completely ignore the run game. They're, it's almost like they get stuffed twice. They're like, oh, it's not going to work? Okay, we just will abandon it. <laughs> if it's just like two times it doesn't work, like a little kid, like, I don't like to try this one time, this, this broccoli, gross, never trying it again. 20 years go by, I'll try broccoli again. Like that's how it acts like. It's just like – one or two times it doesn't work, they get a completely abandoned it. And it terrifies me. Like, because I'm looking here, like, you're right. The last three weeks, he's getting like 15, 10, four. That was Tampa Bay, kind of weird game. Then 22. But other than that, you know, six, five, seven, like, it terrifies me. <laughs> that, you know, like, he could easily get a five rushing game next week, and it wouldn't surprise me. 
I would almost rather, honestly, at this point, go with one of the two guys we, we mentioned just now. Because I know they're either going to get all the carries or none of the carries. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't know what to make of the Bills' offense. And yeah, so it kind of seems like they might have more COVID on the horizon. But And they're so bipolar anyway. I was listening to a podcast and talked about how, like, they're just so inconsistent week to week. And that leads to Devin Singletary. Like, if they're inconsistent mm-hmm. one way, they're not going to go to him. And so it's just, like, flip-flop all the time. There's there's too many things that have to align for Singletary to have a good game. And it just – Miami's just showing, like, look, Tua needs a run game to be effective. And they're just going to – if Duke Johnson's the guy, that's going to be huge. That's Agreed. just – yeah. Um, yeah, trust trusting what you can at least bank on in terms of, you know, projected – targets or even carries is, is just valuable to just yeah. hopefully knowing that floor and then or just you know it's a boomer a bust but like yeah yeah no, i agree i just i've been really, struggling really, with singletary all year all it would really take for uh reynolds to get a good crack at it is if just swift's injury isn't like healed because i think just if jamal williams comes back from covid I don't think he's the player that, like, they're going to be like, Dan Campbell's going to be like, oh, he has to play over Reynolds. Swift was a high draft pick, all this capital, all this other stuff. That might be the case. But uh, Jamal Williams, who they just got, isn't necessarily like, I have to play this guy. Reynolds could start over him pretty easily. And so, like, I could see a much clearer path to carries for Reynolds, you know, even even with all that said, than, than just straight Singletary. I just don't know. I don't. I just don't know. So, um, a week after I said Jeff Wilson Jr., don't do this, he puts up 19 <laughs> fantasy <laughs> points um, and and steals steals some some touchdown work from Jimmy G, which who I called. So that, that bit me in the butt twice. I did mm-hmm. not play Jeff Wilson, um, but yeah, uh, again, stay away from that backfield. But yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I with those, I'll say this with caveat of like Craig Ram. Craig Reynolds and I say Craig Robinson, Craig Reynolds and Duke Johnson. I still like the guy you mentioned, um, St. Brown for Detroit is my if I'm gonna do a waiver on a straight waiver pickup, that's the guy I'm picking up. It's none right. of these two running backs. I'm picking up St. Brown is the guy I got my waiver on right now. Yeah, I agree. Man, that's right. the most we've talked about like a running back week, like since maybe just drafting. Honestly, it was so like, yeah, it was so like flushed out injury, just injury dependent. And then this week it was just boom, everything just blew up. <laughs> that's not a good thing when there's that much kind of like stuff to talk about and turmoil in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, yeah, it, it was kind of crazy. But it, odds are you didn't get beat by either of those two guys. Let's be real though. Reynolds right. and and uh, Duke Johnson didn't beat you because <laughs> neither of <laughs> them should be beating you. Let's put it that way. Uh, tight ends. Um, um, I think I, I think your guy Cole Komet is just got to be like it is what it is for tight ends. I mean, we talked about it, but every couple, I mean, even like three weeks ago, I got just six points. That's that's fine. That's playable for a tight end. Ten and a half, six or five point six three that sucks and then 10 again like 
clearly, and there was there was some uh, Andy Dalton play there too. So I just think that he has the trust of that those quarterbacks. So if you need a guy, and you're you're holding my my head to the fire and be like, who is the waiver wire guy that you got to pick up? Twenty five percent rostered. It's got to be Cole, I guess, for the rest of the rest of the year. He's just the only one proven that at least some they somewhat are trusted by their offense. Yes, um, at least involved in terms of, yeah, and then we're talking just a, a couple extra targets are going his way over the other tight ends that are low rostered. I mean, like Hunter Henry had a, a great, amazing game with two touchdowns. Can't bank on that, but I mean, he does get red zone looks. Um, other than he's that, 65 though, too. So it's like, right. Not... So, I mean, we're kind of, I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Other than that, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you could, you could lean into a, a matchup if you're desperate, but I don't, I don't think tight end is, is the tough one. I mean, like Kelsey and Higby currently in COVID, that's, that is tough, but, um, and Waller's out, right? Or he was that? He was as the last I heard. I don't know. Yeah. It's an IT band. It's basically your, um, I don't want to get too technical. I actually had an injury to my IT band in high school. He's not getting Wi Fi to his helmet. Yeah. Uh, uh, It's basically the ligament. And I don't know what happened to Waller's, but mine tucked under my kneecap essentially and just grinded on it. So I don't know what happened with him. So, but um, yeah, it, it's probably I unless he ruptured it. I don't know that it wouldn't that would require surgery. But other than that, like I didn't have to have that, um, so he shouldn't either. But I, I don't know what it technically is. I you just I yeah, I, I you it was news to me when you just told me it was IT band. So yeah, I didn't realize that they had announced what it was specifically um but yeah i mean obviously he's been out for the last three weeks um big blow but yeah it just piqued my interest there but yeah. the more you know I, I learned something now all right should we move on to some kickers for oh, the brand you know, don't talk dirty to me yeah absolutely let's talk kickers you can't, you can't stop, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> um, let's see here, kickers. Oh man, um, gosh, looking at this every week, it's just like the top ten is filled with like guys. One g- couple guys are on like seventy percent of leagues, and there's like zero, one, fifteen. Like it's just, it makes no sense every week for kickers. Um, uh. I think you called Chris Boswell last week. Nicely done. Second most points. Again, mm-hmm. so far. Uh, yeah, I just. Cincinnati's been really leaning on McPherson over the last four weeks, um, head and shoulders above all kickers at 64 fantasy points with the next closest being Carlson at 55. So, I mean. I... Who did I see that someone had like a huge percentage of their team's points? Gosh, I can't remember what it was last week, but someone was just like, like you just said, was like leaning on their kicker. and was like, this is the guy. 
And so, like, I can't remember what team it was. It wasn't, like, a great team, I didn't think. Oh, man, I'll keep talking. I'll keep doing your thing. I'll, I'll get back. Well, looking at the – keep on, like, the same thing over the last four weeks, totals. I mean, these top six kickers, only two of them have double-digit PATs, so they are being – very much used in terms of their point values coming from field goals and not being completely supplemented by PATs. Um, Folk on the year leads on the season and he still had, you know, fifth most over the last four weeks. Um, I mean, 70% rostered, whereas McPherson's only 25% rostered. He, he is Ross. He has like, 12 more points than the next guy. And he's the by far the most point getter. And he's not rostered in most of the league or in 30% of leagues. And the next like 12 guys are all rostered. Like the number one guy in the position is not rostered. My only like, guess is was the super late bye week and no one went back to. I mean, yeah, you could skip the well. Like that's fine. But like, I'm just like yeah, it's very you see that in no other position ever. Like everybody <laughs> else, top 25, they're all basically owned or, you know, like top 20. It's just like kickers, like number one guy. Nah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball, Sal Press. Nope, don't want him. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, like, like I said, it's not even close. Like the difference between th- those two is like the difference between like, you know, like one and like nine. <laughs> like it's a pretty good gap, but it's just like whatever. Leave, leave folk out there. I can't see. I can't, still can't remember who the guy was, but it was something like they had a ridiculous amount. I think, I think it was Cincinnati's guy. Like they just had a ton of like field goals that they kicked. I mean, he has six fifty yarders. That's I mean, that's really the key there. Um, he hasn't had a whole lot of quantity. you say six, you meant nine. Say again. I think, he's, I think you said six. He has nine. Oh, I meant over the last four weeks. Sorry, I'm just oh, looking yeah, at yeah, over sorry. the last four in terms of just usage. I mean, he has nine on the season, like mm-hmm. and he plays outdoors in most of his games, you know, like in Cincinnati, like. I mean, well, again, you think about it. He plays in his other games, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. He'll kick it 950 yarders. Mm-hmm. That dude's – I mean, they drafted him. Like, so, I mean, he's living up to it, right? He's, he's legit. He's got a nice head of hair on him, too. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> kind of jelly. So, yeah, what JT is saying is McPherson, a 25% rostered. He's got a leg. Let's we'll say that. <laughs> like, let's do let's do the thing. Um, anybody else? I mean, again, I'll say it. Um, Nick Folk, if he's probably not owned in your league, you should probably just pick him up. The in New England's not is willing to kick it. So, uh, and he clearly has the most points. So go for it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even have close it's not a lot of PATs he doesn't have close to the most PATs either made so it's not just gimme PATs he's kicking so he's kicking them field goals lots of 30 to 39 years I'm not seeing <laughs> a lot of, of those low rostered nice setup like in a dome um, so yeah. it's probably probably not going to get too cute with it this week um but i like your mcpherson because he i mean even let's let's put it this way he has the fourth most fantasy points in the season 
25% mm-hmm. rostered. You know, so you know he's been good all year. Rostered very little. So I say if he's available, pick him up. And then, again, Nick Folk, 70% rostered, number one guy by a lot. If one of those two guys are rostered and you need somebody or you're like, you've been playing like me, like the, the roulette of kickers, you, you should probably go that route. If you don't have a Justin Tucker, Daniel Carlson, somebody like that, it's probably okay that you can you can pick up Evan McPherson because again he kicks in poor weather. He's kicking in uh, in Cincinnati, but he went to Denver in the winter, dropped thirteen points. You know, like it's not mm-hmm. his worst game was against the Chargers, <laughs> LA five points. So it's just it's yeah, I'm I'm okay with picking up Evan too. So those are two guys I would look at. Yep. The only other two I would go to is I'm like, okay, who's had a ton of PATs? They've scored a ton of touchdowns recently, and maybe, you know, they're playing in ideal condition. Hopkins kind of jumps out to me with the Chargers. They're going to be playing in Houston. And then the other being uh, Badgley for Indy. Um, They're going to be playing in Arizona. Um, uh, Matt Prater, 73% rostered. home but again in arizona against indy and at dallas which is a dome there you so go. those two weeks they put up a lot of points he's another guy it's 73 percent rostered i know not a great like sleeper but yeah i would go after him too pick him up but we yeah, all know defense wins championships all day or day so let's switch it over oops wrong buttons here um yeah uh let's see dallas just keeps there's a team i told you when when you get on get on that team and and ride them in the beginning of the year because no one was really that big on dallas and they just they're doing it all year and they're just all these picks um 89 rostered so that's not really great pickup but i think i mean the one that i would trust is the Chargers playing Houston and then Denver these next two weeks. Denver with presumably not Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, yeah, though that they're rostered in 50% of leagues. That's probably probably my go-to right now. Um anybody, that is me. Like, what what about you, JT? Anybody else like jump off the page? not really jumping i just i clicked on new orleans and it's just so ironic they they shut out tampa bay in a game you know nine to zero but for fantasy they had 18 points as a defense on four sacks interception a fumble recovery but the week before they played the jets they only gave up nine points but for fantasy they were only worth seven yeah and having three sacks so it's just like man defense i mean you're lucky if you get double digits as like a, a week in and week out for a defense. And um, in terms of just trying to pl- play the matchups, like it's got to be a slam dunk or or just what go with what think, you got. What do you think of Seattle? 35% rostered Chicago and Detroit at home. That's, that's, that's pretty uh, – pretty ideal i mean they looked they looked solid against the rams tonight um i mean on paper that makes sense they got what like four sacks a pick like i don't know how many points ended up scoring let me let me see here 
I went on Seven. my spiel. I forgot who you already recommended. Did you talk about the Chargers? That was the first team. Yeah, that was okay, my, yeah. That's that was my number one pickup with Seattle being number two. I mean, th- those are juicy matchups. And again, you're probably not playing the last week, so it doesn't even matter they play Arizona. So Chicago, Detroit's are not, don't have great offenses. Again, we, maybe we got to worry about the garbage time with Detroit we talked about. <laughs> That's how the receivers are getting the, those targets. But hey, um, I, I'm I'm digging it. Um, people are already on the Kansas City bandwagon here. They're, mm-hmm. they're jumping on. Pittsburgh is definitely a game I'm like, I don't see that going very well for Pittsburgh in that whatever they call an offense nowadays. But again, the problem with Kansas City is then they followed up with, stop showing me that, um, at Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, they can't put up points. They're just boomer bust. They are one one minute Joe Burrow is going to look like the second coming of Peyton Manning. The other one, he's going to look like Rex Grossman. Growing yeah, pains, yeah. There's a shout out for all the, the older viewer listeners. <laughs> Man, I almost forgot about him. Thanks for bringing him back up. I saw a stat that um, uh, grade all time uh, for the Bears, uh, just as Fields has uh, the f- fifth worst game all time or something like that. And there's only one quarter. Uh, he has like two of the bottom 10. Like since in modern like scoring era, but he also has like a bunch of like the tops, okay. so he's like really wild. But someone goes, "There's only one quarterback who has two worse than his worst game," and it was Rex Grossman was the answer. <laughs> oh no, it was uh, the worst, uh, the worst um, game to um, and win the game. Worst oh. rate, worst efficiency, and win still win the game. Still win. And Rex Grossman had two of the lowest. <laughs> well, hey. Yeah. Who was it? Was who it got to a Super Bowl? Hey, he set the, yeah, it, set wasn't the even the, it wasn't even the Bears, it was uh somebody else who won over the weekend that just played horrible but like won the game. It might have big been big Ben, yeah. That was a yeah, he was horrible and they still won. And I can't remember, but yeah, they were saying that Gress Gress has two of the bottom five all time games of like being the worst and still winning or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Rex Grossman, sexy Rexy. Oh That's man. It. Seahawks lost to that guy in the in the playoffs. That hurt. We were, I was in Pullman for that game. Okay, yeah. Anyways, brought it all back to Pullman. Mm. Well, we always bring it back to the dad bod player of the week to oh, close it out. So Sean pointed it out. So shout out to Sean on, on Twitter there. Um, Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle Miami, big boys, big toys, 6'4, 315. Had the thick six, and then he did, well, I mean, technically it's called the worm, but what do you call that for a big boy? Roly-poly? Dude, you got it. <laughs> I saw one in the comments, too, throughout that he won the title for Clemson and did some sick split dance after they won, too. Was that the same guy? Same guy. I kind of remember so, that. We What I'm saying is Miami. I know I just told everybody to pick up Duke Johnson. Pull him out when you're on the one and let Wilkins score because he's got some moves and I want to see him. Yeah. I want to see more thick sixes. Absolutely. Wilkins, like specifically him, because I know he can move. So I want to see what he busts out. If you tell me he has a week to plan (laughs) and he's going to score, like, dude, (laughs) like, I want to see it. Dad, especially with all the influences down in Miami, he's going to, he's going to think of something. Dude, seriously. Oh. 
there might be like you thought sharpies was crazy <laughs> <laughs> nice all right well that's good um good luck to everyone in the fancy playoffs as they roll along into week 16 happy holidays merry christmas uh thank you for joining we always appreciate you listening take care be well and until next time see ya. Thank you.